Hare Krishna. Greetings to everyone from Poland. <clears throat> I will chant some prayers first and then we can begin. Um, I should have asked uh, Surya Kantrava whether, whether there will be translation. Um, I guess I guess not, so I will simply be speaking in English. <clears throat> and um, I should also see if there is a chat option so I can uh, see if someone says, oh, we can't hear you or something. You know if there is chat or is this what happening here <clears throat> okay oh magyana timanandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun nilitam yena tasmai shigurave nama Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuttaparakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sadrajatam Sahaganaradhanatam Vitantam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamscha Nama Om Vishnu Bhadaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine. Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Mancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Bhavane Vaishnavebhyo namo namah. Hey Krishna, Karana Sindhu, Dinabandhu, Jagatpate, Gopesha, Gopika Kanta, Radha Kanta, Namastate. Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari. Vishavanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadi Gauravakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, 
Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. I've been asked to speak uh, some reflections, glorification of the late His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, who just this morning has been uh, placed into Samadhi in Sridham Mayapur. Um, of course, for all of us who have known uh, His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, it has been a great sadness over the last uh, several days uh, and a great anxiety uh, prior to this uh, as we were hearing reports of his uh, his condition as attempts were made to uh, to, to allow him to recover uh, from from this uh, coronavirus condition all of us intensely praying and then um, alas Krishna decided to uh, take him to his lotus feet. <clears throat> All of this happened in a very short period of time, just uh, a few, a few days, really. And so it has been very much a shock for us. Uh, we we may even feel a sense of disbelief. Um, how is it possible that this has happened? Such a wonderful uh, Vaishnava, uh, so such an important um, personality in our uh, society, Srila Prabhupada's mission, uh, the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. We feel, how is it possible, especially considering uh, his general good health up to just a few days prior. Uh, and because the reality is that Krishna has taken uh, Maharaj from us, we, uh, we may also feel some doubt, some, uh, yeah, some some questioning of what is Krishna's purpose, uh, what is his intention, uh, how, how could the Lord be, mm, we may even think, how, how could the Lord be so callous uh, to, leave, to leave us, especially his disciples must be feeling like this, um, 
and perhaps even it is challenging the faith uh, of some devotees. We have prayed for, to the Lord uh, that he save uh, our Maharaj, our Guru Maharaj, but uh, he did not listen to our prayers. He has taken, a, taken him away of us. Uh, what, what is, what could possibly be right about this? So I think a, a first point to be made, a general point here, is that uh, we as Vaishnavas, as aspiring Vaishnavas, uh, as Vaishnavas who uh, wish to serve the mission uh, which Srila uh, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj so intensely dedicated his life to. Uh, we have to understand that uh, this is the Lord's intention. And however little we may understand this intention, uh, we have to understand it as his perfect intention. We see it as the Lord's intention, as his arrangement, and we can say also as his, his preference. Uh, the Lord is uh, completely independent, and in his independence, the Lord can choose. He can make decisions. He will consider all factors uh, much better, more comprehensively than we could ever possibly do. Uh, and the Lord has, has made his choice, certainly because he has other service uh, for Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. Somewhere else, Srila Prabhupada may be calling him uh, that you have served very well, you have um, fulfilled your purpose on this planet, you have uh, given uh, wonderful guidance uh, for thousands of devotees. Now they have um, uh, all of your teachings to remember, uh, to cherish, uh, to, uh, to follow. And now it is time for you to take up a new mission. We know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was informed by Srila Advaita Acharya He was sent a message um, while Mahaprabhu was in Puri toward the end of his uh, presence, his Leela on this planet. Advaitacharya sent him a message, uh, a rather strange message. He said, there is no more need for rice in the market. Um, in effect, he was telling, telling him, your mission is now complete. You have fulfilled your purpose, and now you can uh, return to Goloka. 
down. Of course, it was Srila Veta Acharya who had called Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, and so it was appropriate that Advaita Acharya call him back and that he inform him, you can now leave. And we may recall that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, appearance in this world was for altogether 48 years. Uh, in comparison, uh, we may think of, uh, of preachers of the present day, including uh, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, uh, who was uh, certainly beyond 48 years. I believe he was coming into his 70s. I don't know his exact age. Uh, but um, here my point is simply that the Lord gives us uh, a certain amount of time in this world and then uh, he, he takes us on. He takes us onward. Uh, to the next mission. That is, that is the understanding. I'm also reflecting how in our sense of grief, we may have, we will have certainly mixed feelings. From our side, we have grief and we may say, if we could imagine uh, the other side uh, beyond this world um, where now Srila Bhaktichara Swami Maharaj is situated. Uh, this may be indeed cause for great joy that he has now uh, received full shelter uh, of the Lord, he has received full shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, and therefore, we have reason uh, to be joyful. But it's a mixed feeling. It's a, because um, we who are left on this side uh, experience loss. Well, it turns out that our whole, uh, our whole spiritual life is actually centered on the feeling of loss, the feeling of absence, uh, the feeling of separation. And so it is that when a Vaishnava departs, we are feeling um, we can, it can be a very intense, it can be a very painful feeling. That feeling is pointing us toward uh, the emotion of separation, which is uh, the exalted feeling of emotion in the spiritual world uh, among devotees as they are experiencing the absence of Krishna. We understand we as followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, this is 
this is our religion, this is our philosophy, that we, uh, we appreciate. This is how we experience love. This is, this is where love blossoms, so to say. And another point about the feeling of grief, because again, we may have mixed feeling. Uh, we want on one side to heed uh, what Lord Krishna is telling Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita, that one should not lament. But here, a couple of points we can make. One is, Krishna says, Ashochanan vasochastong pragya vadans chabhasase katasuna katasuna stuff. Na anusochanti pandita. A pandit, a learned person, na anusochanti. Sochanti means to lament and to, to mourn. Anusochanti means to go on and on and on mourning or grieving. So Krishna is advising Arjuna. He's not telling Arjuna to not feel grief. That would be inhuman uh, to, to have no sense of grief for those uh, who are dear to us when we lose them. This would be, this would be very um, inhuman. <laughs> we feel grief. And that feeling of grief, what is, what is, it has a function. And that function is, it is purifying the heart. And it is making a space in the heart. We can say a permanent place, a special place in the heart for the devotee whom we have uh, lost, the devotee who has departed, that person uh, whom we feel uh, now the absence of. So that grief has, has such, has a, we can say, practical function in, in this way. So it should not be, uh, grief should not be artificially suppressed it should be allowed uh, to, to flow and to flow off. Uh, and, there, and therefore, Krishna says, not anusochanti. Don't just go on uh, forever and ever grieving. That is not necessary. Uh, another point about uh, about Vaishnava uh, the Vaishnava attitude of of grief at the separation of devotees or from devotees uh, we all know Srila uh, Narottanda Thakur has uh, sung this uh, very heart-rending song uh, Saparshada Bhagavat Viraha Janita Vilapa. Vilapa uh, means lamentation. So this is the spiritual lamentation that uh, he is expressing, Narutam is expressing for, for several devotees that he uh, has lost association of, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his followers. Jayanilo Premadana. 
Karuna Prachur, Heno Prabhu Kotag Ela, Acharya Thakur. And then comes this question, this sort of heart-wrenching question. Kaha Mora Sarup Rup Kaha Sanatan Kaha Das Raghunata Potita Pavan Kaha, of course, meaning uh, where. Uh, where has my Swarup uh, Damodar gone? Where has my Rupa Goswami gone? Where has Sanatan Goswami gone? Where has Raghunata uh, Das Goswami gone? And he continues like this, Kaha Mor Bhatta Juga Kaha Kobiraj Ekka Kale Kota Gela Gora Nataraj. He says, all together, Ekka Kale, at one time, of course, historically it was not at one time, it was over a period of years, but Narutam's feeling is all at once. And of course, we can say in terms of eternity, it might as well be all at once. Um, they have all gone uh, to join Goranga Mahaprabhu, who is Nataraja, the king of dancers. So with, right in the midst, right in the middle of his expression of lamentation, Narutandas Thakur is hinting at the joyfulness which is at the core of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life and mission. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Nataraja, he is the king of dancers. And so we immediately get this image of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu dancing, dancing in uh, deep ecstasy in his feelings of separation from the Lord. And Narutam is saying all of these devotees have joined now uh, with Mahaprabhu. So that means they're also dancing. And that means uh, they have uh, joined in with his uh, his joyful, uh, ecstatic, emotional absorption uh, in feelings of uh, of prem, Krishna prem. But then he says, "Bhashane kutibo mata onale poshibo goranga guner nidhi kota gele pavo." He says, um, I will smash my head against the rock and enter into fire. Where will I find Lord Goranga, the reservoir of all wonderful qualities? So again, he's back to lamentation to such an extreme that he's saying, I'm going to destroy my life. In other words, the, the great pain we feel uh, at the uh, departure of a dear Vaishnava, uh, a dear devotee, is so, it can be so painful, we ask ourselves, what is the use of my life? Why should I continue living? 
this devotee who has departed, his or her life is so much more valuable than mine. Why didn't Krishna take me away uh, and leave this devotee? So we may feel like this uh, when a devotee departs. Finally, uh, Narutam sings, Sheshab shongir shonge je koilo bilas, she shongana paiya kande narutamadas. Being unable to obtain the association of Lord Garanga, accompanied by all these devotees in whose association he performed his pastimes, Narutandas simply weeps. So he ends. Uh, it is a, a true vilapa, a true expression of lamentation, uh, but it is not a lamentation that is devoid of hope. Uh, the hope is there in the, you can say, implied in the center of this song uh, that the devotees have departed, but they have joined Mahaprabhu. Uh, and Mahaprabhu's pastimes, therefore, are continuing. Uh, they are going on as we speak, and uh, the devotees are who have passed out of our vision, uh, they must be participating with Mahaprabhu in his eternal Sankirtana. So that is cause for joy. So for those of you who may have just joined, uh, I'll say that we've been asked to speak on, uh, on Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, whose departure was just some days ago, whose samadhi uh, has just uh, been performed uh, early this morning. We received the report. My own association with Maharaj was, I have to say, rather seldom. Um, there, were, there was a time uh, in earlier years, I think it was in uh, the late 80s, early 90s, that Bhakti Charuswami would come uh, to Germany. Uh, Germany has been kind of uh, one of the main areas in which I have been serving, uh, preaching, traveling, and Bhakti Charuswami, as some of you may know, was uh, before he joined Srila Prabhupada's mission, he was studying uh, in Germany, in Hamburg. So, mm, devotees may not know, but uh, Bhakti Charuswami could speak German, <laughs> German language. So then uh, he would come to Germany and we would have uh, programs, um, some with devotees, some public programs. And one thing I, I remember from those times in general was a, a very strong sense that uh, everyone who met, the, the people in Germany meeting Bhakti Charuswami 
immediately would be struck. They would feel that this is someone special, uh, someone who uh, we can say commands uh, respect, not, not by demanding, but simply by his very nature, uh, commanding a, a sense of respect. And uh, uh, the devotees certainly, and I always had this feeling that um, Maharaj was special in that sense that he had, we would say in English, he, he had Krishna consciousness in his blood. It came to him uh, naturally. It came to him uh, unlike for us who were coming from Western backgrounds, uh, struggling to sort of um, reform ourselves uh, to, to act appropriately and so on. Uh, to 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 think as as a Vaishnava, uh, we could see with His Holiness Bhakti Charuswami there, this was not an issue for him. It was all completely uh, natural for him, uh, and this was this was a big inspiration inspiration for us. I must say that also for myself personally. Uh, whenever I met Bhakti Charuswami, I have to admit, I always felt, uh, I felt uh, a, a mixed feeling. Of course, I felt happiness to be in his association. He was uh, always uh, such a such a a warm person, uh, always welcoming, always making one feel comfortable and relaxed, but I always felt myself a little uncomfortable, not because of any fault in his part, um, but uh, because of my own lack of culture. I felt there was this uh, very kind of sharp uh, contrast between my own lack of uh, yeah, just using a general term, culture, and uh, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj's um, very high and refined culture. And many devotees have, I think, experienced uh, something similar like this. And that high culture of Maharaj reflected out in such a way that um, we've heard it now several times from devotees in their memories of him that he was such a gentleman. Um, the term gentleman, of course, is uh, an English word. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I've heard in Bengali the word badralok uh, as a kind of translation being translated into the word gentleman. I don't know if that's appropriate. Uh, but certainly he was Vadralok in the, we can say, literal sense of the term uh, of Vadra. He was Vadra and of the Vadra, of the people who are very much Vadra, auspicious. Um, but um, 
in English language, the word gentleman originally meant someone who owns land. And then later it came to mean someone who is refined, someone who is aristocratic. So in this sense uh, of being, uh, uh, having an aristocratic manner, again, without any being, a, uh, without any artifice um, in a natural way. I think we always, all devotees who had some exchange with Maharaj had this, had this feeling uh, that he is indeed a gentleman. And that quality reflected then all of the 26 qualities. So we can say, um, being the perfect gentleman devotee of Krishna, uh, we can say is a kind of lens through which we can appreciate all his qualities. Uh, of course, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it said of the 26 qualities, uh, the one of them, namely surrender to the Lord, is uh, the primary quality, and the others are all secondary. The other, the other 25 manifest through this one quality of surrender to the Lord. And of course, that quality um, Bhakti Charaswami had to the highest degree. We all had this sense. I have been told, again, speaking of his refinement, uh, that when uh, Srila Bhakti Charaswami would be in Mayapur and would be scheduled to give a lecture in Bengali language, that people would come um, from Calcutta, Bengali people, uh, educated, cultured people would come simply to hear his refined uh, Bengali language. And just because he spoke so beautiful Bengali, <laughs> They wanted to hear that. Uh, so I am not a Bengali speaker. The little bit of Bengali I've learned would not be able to uh, comment, but from what other devotees have said, this is what I understand. As we know, of course, Bhakti Charaswami was given the charge by Srila Prabhupada uh, to translate his books into Bengali language, uh, a major task which he accomplished with uh, great acumen. And again, going back to the qualities, I, I think it is uh, very significant if we think about Srila Prabhupada's mission in the broadest sense, of course, he wanted to spread the chanting of the holy name, the Maha Mantra, all over the world. He wanted to uh, glorify Krishna. He wanted everyone to um, take shelter of, the, of Krishna, of the holy name, to take up the practices of Krishna consciousness. And in the process, he also wanted and was successful, I would say, and Bhakti Charaswami is a very good example of this, 
He wanted to create sadhus. We know from Srimad Bhagavatam, we get definition of a sadhu, titikshava karunika surida sarvadehinam ajata shatravashanta sadhava sadhubhushan. That the, the sadhu is one who is tolerant, first of all, and is merciful, karunika, uh, and is a friend of everyone's, Suhrida Sarvadehina. Ajata Shatrava Shanta. Ajata Shatru, uh, one whose enemy has never been born. In other words, one who has no enemies. Uh, Ajata Shatrava Shanta, peaceful. Sadhava Sadhu Bhushana. These are the ornaments the bhushanas uh, of the sadhu. Sadhus generally don't wear ornaments. Uh, sadhus live very simply. Uh, they don't dress in, in fine clothes and jewelry. But the ornaments that they wear are, uh, are these qualities of the sadhu. And these ornaments are in fact so much more attractive uh, than the so-called ornaments of the gold ornaments and so on of the of a king uh, or some wealthy person so when i think of bhakti charaswami i think here is a sadhu here is someone we can understand this is a sadhu when we hear Narutam Das Thakur singing Sadhu Shastra Guru Vakya Hridaye Kuriya Aikya Satatam Bajibo Prema Mage that by hearing the instructions of the Sadhu, the Shastra and Guru or Sadhus plural uh, allowing all these instructions to become a singularity, aikya, within the heart, a single understanding, a pure message, then we can become absorbed, absorbed satatam constantly uh, in a Krishna prema. I would say that uh, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, as as such an, an ideal sadhu was in a position to teach us what is an ideal sadhu, how we can become sadhu, what it means to act as a sadhu. And as I see, Srila uh, Prabhupada's mission was very much a mission of teaching the world that everyone can become sadhu. He, he made it very simple. Just follow these regulative principles, chant Hare Krishna, associate with the devotees, uh, hear about Krishna, read, study, understand who is Krishna, how Krishna is present in your heart, how you are a servant of Krishna, and thus everyone can become sadhu. One thing I especially like to remember about Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj is his 
very much his concern, uh, speaking of teaching, he was teaching to be a sadhu, his concern about Vaishnava etiquette. And he would give seminars, as many of you may know, uh, he would give seminars on this subject, Vaishnava etiquette. And one particular point he would make in this seminar, which I always remember, I found very helpful, uh, was that the devotional process can be thought of as a kind of cyclical action um, by which he, he is saying the devotee offers service um, to the Lord and to senior Vaishnavas. So offering service up and that service is welcomed, is received, is appreciated, and this service inspires the Lord, inspires the followers of the Lord, the Lord's servants, to then shower their mercy upon the devotee. So there's a, and then that, that mercy then inspires us to continue uh, with service and to uh, engage in service all with all the more uh, determination. And so we have this, uh, we have a kind of cycle which is uh, the perpetual practice of Krishna consciousness. Another thing I like to remember about Bhakti Charuswami is his cooking. I've um, mentioned this on one other forum recently that I still remember to this day Bhakti Charuswami visiting uh, our center in Sweden, Olmviksgard. That's uh, a country farm community. And one day he said, today I'm going to cook for the devotees. Uh, and he prepared pizza. And uh, as many will know, he is a very expert cook. Uh, he was cooking for Srila Prabhupada. And of course, himself coming from Bengal, uh, he knew very well. Mm, and here I have to guess, but I, I'm imagining he would have learned from his own mother uh, Bengali cooking. So um, we were there in Almvik's garden, and Maharaj prepared pizza. And I think I can say in this case, though, it was, it was not Bengali pizza. It was uh, regular <laughs> Western pizza. It was very wonderful. <laughs> and he showed us some interesting uh, uh, techniques for making the pizza. Srila Bhakti Charuswami Maharaj was, of course, uh, especially dear to Srila Prabhupada when he came uh, first to Mayapur and eventually met Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada was so much pleased 
uh, that uh, Bhakti Charuswami, coming from a similar background as Srila Prabhupada, uh, had, had a very uh, immediate understanding. They had a very immediate understanding of each other, uh, such that, well, it's been said, and I find this a very uh, helpful comment uh, from His Holiness Ridayananda Das Goswami, said recently that Srila Prabhupada was always looking for someone um, that he could train up. Before he came to America, Srila Prabhupada would ask uh, various Indian gentlemen, uh, he would tell the devotees later, he, he said, I would, I would ask them, you have three sons, give me just one of your sons and I will train him as a Brahmin. And of course, these gentlemen that Prabhupada would approach would smile and be very polite, but they would never agree uh, to what Srila Prabhupada was proposing. So Ridayananda Maharaj pointed out that Bhakti Charuswami, we can say, fulfilled Srila Prabhupada's dream to have uh, to have a son uh, who was an ideal son. Prabhupada has his own sons, but they they were not uh, interested uh, to follow Srila Prabhupada in the in the way that uh, he wanted to give full dedication. Uh, and this brings me to another aspect of Srila Prabhupada's mission, which I think uh, Bhakti Charaswami exemplifies. We all know the story how Srila Prabhupada left India, went to the West, inspired some young persons. Uh, many of them were, we call hippies, people who had sort of dropped out of uh, re regular society, were kind of lost souls. Srila Prabhupada inspired Western uh, people to take up, young young people to take up Krishna consciousness. Prabhupada often referred to them as these boys and girls. <laughs> uh, so he inspired them to take up Krishna consciousness. And then what did Prabhupada do? He brought them to India. He brought some of them to India. Uh, and we get wonderful descriptions of these early days of these huge Pandal programs where Srila Prabhupada uh, would present his Western devotees, uh, what he called his dancing white elephants. They would come on stage, they would dance, and they would uh, amaze everyone uh, at uh, the... Uh, enthusiasm and dedication that they had. And uh, they made, we can say, quite a splash in India. So, and then Srila Prabhupada was able to begin his mission in India. I was just reading a few uh, weeks ago 
uh, the second volume of uh, Shama Sundar Prabhu's wonderful book, uh, Chasing Rhinos with the Swami. <laughs> um, his second volume, he's describing this period that Srila Prabhupada is in India and within one month, within a 30-day period, he did the groundbreaking ceremony for three temples, uh, for Mayapur, for Vrindavan, and for Juhu. So we would say in uh, sort of slang English, he was on a roll. He was very intensely expanding his mission in India. But what I want to say is uh, Srila Prabhupada's vision went a step further. Uh, and that step further was that uh, he wanted that Indians would take up Krishna consciousness in such a serious way that some of them would also take his message to the West. So he was thinking of an entire, also here, an entire cycle uh, of, uh, of mission. First going himself as a person of Indian uh, origin, going to the West, inspiring Westerners, bringing the Westerners back, these Westerners inspiring Indians, more Indians going to the West, and so we can say that uh, His Holiness Bhakti Chara Swami Maharaj was again such an ideal person. He took completely to heart Srila Prabhupada's mission and uh, following in Srila Prabhupada's footsteps, he traveled worldwide. As I mentioned, he went to Germany, went all over Europe. Um, he did more than that. Uh, not only did he inspire Western people to take up Krishna consciousness, he also uh, rescued, I know of one project that he rescued, uh, namely uh, New Mayapur. New Mayapur in France was in great financial difficulty some years ago. No one knew what to do with this huge castle not enough devotees there, uh, very little preaching going on. So Bhakti Charuswami took it on practically single-handedly. Uh, he did the fundraising and we, we, we can say now we still have uh, this wonderful facility of New, New Mayapur. I wanted to also uh, share a reflection I had. I, I wrote about this and posted on my uh, Facebook. Well, it was posted on my Facebook um, account. Uh, some months ago, I had opportunity to visit one farm project in Florida in the USA, which has been started by Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, 
uh, just, I don't know exactly, two or three years ago. Uh, this is called The Land. It is near Orlando. So I had opportunity to visit there uh, last September. Uh, I just had a few hours to visit, but I was very happy to meet the devotees, to see the cows. Uh, and uh, I had a sense uh, not, uh, that uh, Bhakti Charu Swami has, this is a dear project of Bhakti Charu Maharaj. And what has struck me just now in these last days, and this is my speculation, but I, I would assume, um, because Bhakti Charu Swami uh, ended his days in, uh, in Orlando, that his intention in coming from India was to spend time at the Deland farm. And his being at the Deland farm, his wanting to be there indicates to me the importance of that project to him and more broadly the importance that he uh, placed on uh, the farm projects, on the, on the country community projects. Um, I, my, my last time, uh, brief time with Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj was this last February in Mayapur, Sridham Mayapur. We had a meeting. There were maybe about eight of us in the meeting, including uh, Bhakti Charu Maharaj in his quarters. And the purpose of the meeting was to have uh, a small, um, not very formal ceremony in which uh, His Holiness Smita Krishna Goswami, who has been involved in the ministry of the uh, of cow protection and agriculture of the GBC. Uh, he has been responsible for the ministry in Europe. He expressed a desire to retire from that position. And so we had a little ceremony that he was retiring, but also he was becoming the first member of uh, the Council of Elders. Uh, and this was presided over by His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, who has been supporting this ministry in particular uh, in very significant ways. Um, he, he was in Deland uh, for one of the farm conferences recently, although he was scheduled to go to London for Ratayatra, he canceled in order to be at this conference, farm conference. Um, he helped with uh, making legal arrangements for uh, the North American branch of the, the Agriculture and Cow Protection Ministry. He gave financial support to the ministry uh, and uh, a lot of moral support. Uh, he was very concerned, obviously. So all of this reminded me 
of Srila Prabhupada's intention at the end of his life. Uh, as you may or may not know, when he was in Vrindavan, Srila Prabhupada's uh, health was deteriorating seriously. Uh, but he um, expressed desire to go to Gita Nagari, uh, the farm in Pennsylvania, USA, uh, which are presided over by Shishi Radha Damodar, the famous uh, deities of the Damodar uh, traveling bus party. They're, they are now situated there. So Srila Prabhupada wanted to go to Gita Nagari. And the devotees were confused and bewildered. How is this possible? It's not possible. In Prabhupada's physical, physical condition, uh, it would make no sense for him to travel. But Srila Prabhupada expressed his determination. No, he wants, this is what he wants to do. He wants to... If he's going to die, he said, let me die on the battlefield like Arjuna. He wanted to go. Why Gita Nagari? Because he saw Gita Nagari as a potential model uh, for uh, such farm communities, Varnashrama communities, uh, which he considered integral uh, to the success of his mission. So I see a kind of parallel there. At the end of Prabhupada's, of course, Prabhupada eventually, he, he got halfway, he came to London, they brought him to London. In London, Prabhupada's condition became worse and they finally decided to return to Vrindavan. His intention was to go to Gita Nagari. Similarly, Bhakti Charuswami's intention uh, was uh, as far as I see, to go to Deland Farm. So I think this is uh, a telling point. In uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, time is coming to an end now, but in Srimad Bhagavatam we have uh, a verse. Uh, Arjuna is speaking uh, to Yudhishthira in Canto 1, chapter 15, verse 27. He says, Deshakalarta yuktani hrittapopa samanicha haranti smarachas chittam govinda bihitani me. Now I am attracted to those instructions imparted to me by the personality of Godhead Govinda because they are impregnated with instructions for relieving the burning heart in all circumstances of time and space. Arjuna was feeling the pain of separation from Krishna. Krishna had just departed. In this situation, in this feeling of grief, he is recalling Krishna's instructions. Similarly, in our feeling of sadness and grief at the departure, of uh, His Holiness Bhakti Charuswami Maharaj, we may recall his instructions and we may take them to heart and place them in our hearts uh, to follow them, just as Arjuna takes uh, the instructions of Krishna to heart. And of course, uh, 
Bhakti Charaswami's instructions are non-different. Uh, he is giving the teachings, the same teachings uh, that Srila Prabhupada is giving. He's giving the same teachings that his Gurumaraj Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur is giving. Who's giving the same teachings all the way back uh, to Lord Krishna. And finally, I want to suggest, uh, as Kapila Dev suggests, in Bhagavatam Canto 3, chapter 28, verse 32, a meditation uh, which can uplift us. And uh, Kapila Dev says as follows, a yogi should meditate on the most benevolent smile of Lord Sri Hari, a smile which for all those who bow to him dries away the ocean of tears caused by intense grief. So let us all remember Lord Krishna's smile in this present situation. Certainly this would also be uh, a uh, in agreement uh, of Bhakti Charuswami Maharaj that we remember Lord Krishna and that we remember our dedication uh, to the mission of Srila Prabhupada just as he, Bhakti Charuswami Maharaj, was so incredibly uh, dedicated to the mission of his Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna, I, sh I have one, mo one more. I wanted to offer the Pranam Mantras of Bhakti Chara Maharaj, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Charu Swamin Itinamine. I offer my humble obeisances unto His Holiness Bhakti Charu Swami, who is very dear to Lord Sri Krishna, having taken shelter of His lotus feet. Snigda Cheta Supraneta Vagminam Cha Rasaplitam Prabhupada Gata Prana Naomi Bhakti Charupadam. I offer my obeisances unto the lotus feet of His Holiness Bhakti Charuswami, who is very soft-hearted and expert at compiling devotional literature. He eloquently speaks the pastimes of Lord Krishna. His heart is full of the mellows of devotional service and his, his life and soul is Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, Srila Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaja Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnavarinda Ki Jai, Shri Shri Radha Rasabhi Hari Ki Jai, Itai Gora Prema Nande Hari Go. I want to thank Surya Kant Prabhu for giving me this opportunity to speak. Uh, with those of you who have joined us today and anyone who may see a recording of this later. And I look forward to opportunity to uh, be with you again soon. Hare Krishna.